This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, it's Spiro Caretzos, Head of Enterprise Risk Services at SunTrust and Chair of the Operational Risk Council of the RMA with a podcast to discuss risk appetite um, in, in conjunction with the recent April 2018 article, Cracking the Code on Risk Appetite. Joining me today are two team members that have been instrumental in the enhancements of our Risk Appetite framework. I'll let them introduce themselves. So I'm Jeremy Zeeler, Head of Strategic Risk here at SunTrust with responsibility for risk appetite as well as enterprise risk policy and framework and a variety of CCAR support activities. And I'm Andrea DeMore, uh, Strategic Risk Manager leading the implementation of the Enhanced Risk Appetite at SunTrust. So I'd like to get started with just a question on your journey. You know, what was the catalyst? What got you thinking about, you know, an enhancement to risk appetite? So I think there's really two primary drivers that we've been focused on um, and taken from a couple of different directions. One, the most obvious, is really an evolving and a changing regulatory landscape. Um, A lot of folks probably know that traditionally risk appetite has been a topic that's been vague at best in terms of regulatory guidance. Um, We all know, particularly in the banking industry, that that's changed somewhat dramatically over the summer with the introduction of new rules around large financial institution ratings where they mentioned the topic of risk appetite and risk tolerance some 30-odd times in the proposed new rulemaking. So that's been one change that we've, um, that we've been taking really seriously. And the other is just using risk appetite as a tool to drive business value, and we've been pretty laser-focused on that as well. Excellent. And Andre, you joined the team as a project lead. You know, is it that big of an initiative that you actually have to run it as a project? It is, because if you think about it, you're making a really big change that encompasses all aspects of the bank. There's not one piece of the bank that we're not touching, from technology to credit to operational risk, and we're also um, using a system as part of the implementation, so we're running it like a true PMO. And and as we run it as a PMO, um, what are the types of work streams that we have to be mindful of? So there's a couple work streams. One is looking at all of our key risk indicators and partnering with our risk subject matter experts. The other is from a technology perspective and the tool we're using to collect um, and measure our key risk indicators. There's also a reporting work stream, um, which is really important in how you display and tell the story of what we're trying to measure. So I'll throw this question out to both of you. You know, many other institutions have gone after risk appetite before. What differentiates our particular approach uh, from others that may have, you know, gone at it at different times? So I think one of the things that differentiates our approach is how we're looking at measurement. A lot of times the way you're looking at key risk indicators is from your traditional stoplight, red, yellow, green. We're trying to get more granular, and when we're looking at key risk indicators, we're looking at breaking them up into different postures from the maximum to minimum exposure. 
And what I would add to that is for a long time, I think risk appetite frameworks has been, have been largely qualitative. And while we think qualitative um, ratings play an important role in any framework, we're really trying to layer in um, a very robust quantitative measurement approach on top of that that has us really being able to measure risks at the granular level and then aggregate them up all the way up to give an enterprise view that reflects the portfolio of exposures comprehensively that an organization faces. I think that's really helpful. You know, Andrea, you touched on the quantitative, um, and Jeremy, you touched on the qualitative. What I like about what you've shown me in the work so far is that actually it's a blend of both, and you actually form a composite based on the qualitative and the quantitative, knowing that each one tells a piece of the story. So, Jeremy... Uh, large-scale initiative, as Andrea said, uh, really changing the hearts and minds on how people think about risk appetite. What's the end game? What are you trying to get out of it? So the end game, I think, is twofold. One, as we mentioned before, it's giving business leaders a tool that they can use to accurately measure current exposures as they exist today, help them in forecasting where exposures are heading in the future, and really to take both of those in the context of a well-structured risk appetite framework that gives them, as business leaders, their board of directors, and ultimately their regulators comfort that they understand how much risk they're taking today, how much risk they plan to take in the future, and that it's within their established risk appetite. I just want to thank you both so much for taking time out of your busy day to be part of this podcast. Before we put it to a close, do you want to ask me any questions, uh, knowing that I've actually you know, um, asked you to, to lead this for our organization? Sure. I think the one thing that would be really helpful is just some words of wisdom in terms of if you are embarking on enhancing your risk appetite framework in your organization, what are some of the things that you have to absolutely target and what are some of the pitfalls that you want to avoid? So I think, you know, um, going after it is, is a worthwhile effort because it'll add tremendous value. But I wouldn't go after it unless you got the tone at the top where your CEO and executives are completely supportive, that they want to use this as a tool, um, just like they use their strategic plan and their compensation strategy, that they want to embed this into their tool set um, at the senior most levels and that your board and your board risk committee um, is, is going to endorse the fact that there will be a portfolio view of all of the exposures and there is no hiding where you are acting above posture or potentially below. So getting that, getting that tone from the top and support out of the gate is, is instrumental. Very helpful, Spiro. I think that's some context uh, and insight that will be really valuable to all of our colleagues across the RMA. Great. Thanks a lot.